Hello, and welcome to the Vergecast. Today's a day, just a day like any other, but on this day, we're going to talk about technology and culture. Someone's going to have a cat on the show. <laughs> That's going to be great. I am Neelai Patel. This is October. I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, welcome to the Vergecast. You did a really good job. That was really good. No, it was weird. That uh, was weird. Really good? It was fine. Whatever. I'm Neelai. Dieter is here. Hi, Hello. Dieter. And we've got like a, a wide variety of new people. A clown car. A clown <laughs> car. There's a clown <laughs> car bullshit on the show. <laughs> uh, Chris Ziegler's here. Hello. Uh, Chris is just back from a Tesla event. It's true. This is true. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, on Skype, Lauren Good is here. Hey, Lauren. <laughs> Lauren. Hey, guys. <laughs> Lauren, Lauren is literally just playing with her cat, Nougat. She has her, her cat, Nougat, is playing with the Chromecast, with um, the dongle. I'm hoping that we it's get to hear. It's the Chromecast, Dieter. Oh, it's the Chromecast. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, that's why I try to start it really low, because I knew we were going to get to crazy really fast. <laughs> and so we did. Uh, and then in the hype seat, Kirsten is here. Hey What's yo. up? How's it going? Good. I moved this week. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm like deliriously you need tired to, right speaking now. Speaking of moving, move that microphone closer to your face. Hey. Oh my God, yay. All right. <laughs> if you've been watching any of our, our social video accounts, you've been seeing Kirsten just nonstop for the past week. Just crawling around. Yeah. So Periscope, Snapchat. Have you, have you invented a new one yet? You were, like, you were like a real Beam fangirl for like a minute. My Are you... Beam is broken right now. Really? Yeah. It's been, it's been messed up for like a week. So uh, I haven't done a Beam in a week. I've never Beamed. Well. I don't know how I feel about that. You're just not. You're just not. A, you're an old. I thought it was. <laughs> I'm I, super an old. I thought it was Bemay. With like <laughs> the, the swoopy on the E. <laughs> By the way, the, uh, the trend of, of, of instead of like hype checking and Kirsten's just going to be old checking. We got in an argument of whether uh, yeah, PWN like is, is pronounced checker. own or pwn. It's pwn. And pwn. I'm, no, it's own. Originally, it was pronounced own. Oh, my God. I'm yeah, just saying. in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See? A decade just in which I was not alive. Nothing but sick burns. Today, I heard two people. They're not, they were not Verge people, but they were other people at Vox Media uh, heatedly discussing what a yuppie was. Like, what it what it, what it like literally the conversation like what is a yuppie and I'm like I think it stands for like young like you know like an eighties guy it was like a thing like it was a conversation that occurred and the whole I, the whole time I was like I'm literally like aging in real time in front of you like, <laughs> these are my last days please observe like them with respect it actually is an acronym isn't it yeah isn't it's it young, young urban, urban professional professional yeah. it was just super funny it was just like one of the yeah no it's an acronym it's like a very eighties but it was just it's it's like an anachronism now yeah no one says it anymore. We should bring it back. We right. should bring Sam back yuppies. Still here. We could do like beef or bust for yuppies. <laughs> it would, it would be, it'd be like huge cell phones and like shiny gray suits. Yeah. And like Testarossos. Oh, and we can take out the new Huawei watch that uh, Dieter called a Gordon Gecko watch. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. All right. All right. A bunch of stuff happened this week. We, yep. we should get into the news and not just burning Sam. May he rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we should get to these. A bunch of sh- a bunch of stuff happened this week. Stuff, actually- stuff, stuff. I'm trying. I'm trying to stay away from that explicit tag on yeah. iTunes. Uh, so Dieter and Lauren went to uh, the Nexus event. Saw a bunch of new phones. Lauren's got Chromecast with her. They look insane to me. Yeah, like they're they're just the weirdest. Uh, there's a new Pixel C Android tablet, which I have many theories about. Uh, uh, actually, these are so it's all that stuff, and then. Uh, Chris went to Tesla and drove the Model X, uh, and actually Casey went to Google and drove a self-driving car. And in the middle of this, in the middle of like the Google event, Apple released a new privacy policy just to fuck with Google yeah, a little yeah. bit. Man, you're real, doing real good about that explicit tag. Well, you know, <laughs> I keep it real on this show, deeply, deeply real. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so let's start. So you guys run the Nexus event, Lauren yeah. and, and, and Dieter. Tell me about it. So the it event is. was, uh, I'll, I'll, ta- I'll like set the scene and Lauren can actually talk about the phones a little bit and we'll go back and forth. The event was like a chill. It was a dark and stormy night. It was a chill Google event. It was down in like <laughs> the dog patch neighborhood of San Francisco. I don't know if you know what that means, but it meant that it was into like a room that was filled with like colored yarn. And there okay. was like 50, maybe, maybe a hundred reporters like sitting at little round tables and like Sundar gets up wearing like all black. Definitely sounds like a kindergarten run by an evil dictator. It was weird. It was like white and then <laughs> weird colored yarn. And he, like it was like super chill. Sundar got up and he's like, "Hey guys, we made some stuff. It's cool. We like people to use computers. We believe in computers." <laughs> uh, and then he like chills out and leaves. And then literally every single Google employee got on stage. All of them. <laughs> All of them got on stage and announced something in rapid succession. Like, everyone was yeah. mad at me because I kept on in the live blog saying, are you keeping up? Are you keeping up? Can you keep up? Because it was impossible to keep up. They yeah. just, in an, I don't know, hour 15 or whatever it took, they ran through two phones, a new tablet, two new Chromecasts, a new, uh, like, parent stuff on the Google Play Store randomly, uh, new mm-hmm. updates to photos where you can, like, work with groups and, and share pictures with people more easily in albums. And what a, probably uh, something else. Now on Tap stuff. Now too. on Tap was there. Just the that event was just like... A lot. And then the... Yeah, they really did steamroll. Yeah. And then the hands-on rooms were uh, too small. and the, But the hands-on rooms for Chromecast were, like, super chill and open. Uh, but yeah, Just like just, Google itself. Yeah, it was, like, lots of fighting to, like, get pictures of stuff and then... And then, uh, then we were out. It's like ever since uh, the alphabet thing happened, and Google can just like be more Google. Yeah, they're like, you know what? We are just basically for kids, right? Like it is just a relaxed. It's it, it's a Montessori. Let's be clear. It's a Montessori school. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what it is. Like their logo's super dumb now. There's like yarn rooms. Like everyone sits at small tables. I'm pretty sure Google always had yarn rooms. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about their, Google's new logo makes them seem a hundred percent less serious about life. I mean, let's I, hang on. Yeah. The, the old logo wasn't exactly serious. Yeah. The old logo, I would say the old logo is like, how, how do I put this? The old logo is like, the old logo belonged to the Google's size of an mom. ice cream truck. No, but the old logo is like Google's mom did their homework for them. Right. So like at least you knew an adult was involved. This logo is like, they, there's no, they're out of the house. They're on their own. They don't have a job. <laughs> I mean, but it's not Comic Sans. Get cut it it's a little. It's so back. close. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> All right. Anyway, Lauren, Lauren tell me about what, the yeah. phones. I don't, I'd rather talk about the logo. <laughs> uh, the logo is awful. Like every time I or log I, into or anything, the, your self-driving cars look kind of like our those little play school cars. Yeah, that we they used do. To they do have when we were kids. No, so like, maybe Google, it really is a kindergarten. I don't know. Or or uh, they're like evil, and they're 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 teaching us. They're making us regress. Like they're like their vision of the world is everyone is a child whose data is oh, controlled yeah. by Google, and oh, you don't even know. It. T- if you didn't know, we did a whole video on how people are going to be wearing onesies and drinking Soylent. And, oh, and if you think about all of the top services that these companies offer, it's like basically how much can we mother people? Like we'll do mm-hmm. your laundry, and we'll cut your hair, and we'll drive your cars for you, and we'll just do everything for you. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Anyway, yeah, so ready for that? Bring it on. What, what we all billions of dollars in technology, trillions of dollars in. Infrastructure and we're replacing a mom from the fifties. <laughs> no, that's all we're trying that's, to do. That's like that's that's a perfect theory of Silicon Valley. Everybody just misses their mommy. Oh God! All right, <laughs> Lauren, tell me about the phones. <laughs> uh, so I got to play with the six P. Dieter took the five X. I took the six P. We divided and conquered. And the first thing I put this in the hands on, uh, which is on the verge. But the first thing that I thought when I felt it was this feels like a really nice Nexus phone. I feel like a couple years ago was when. 
I think actually you guys wrote it then, like, okay, Google's a hardware company now. Like Google, of course, is a software company, right? And Google makes all of its money off of search and search advertising. But they have this hardware, these hardware products now that are actually getting quite good. Mm -hmm. And I felt the 6P was sort of the embodiment of that. Like this actually feels like a good phone. It has it has a nice camera. It has you know it's full full body metal. It's it's um, got a nice display. It it has a fast processor. Like I was pretty impressed by it. But it's overall. a Huawei phone, right? I mean, like it's it's always hard for me yeah. to tell with these Nexus phones. Like they right. don't actually make them. So the the claim this time around is that Google was like they always say that they're super heavily involved. But there are some Nexus phones who are like, yeah, you rebranded a Galaxy S. We can we can yeah. see it. We're looking at it. We know. Yeah. Uh, and so this one is, I think, of the Mate S. Um, yeah. And so there's a bit of that, but like. They were more involved in setting up that special, you know, whoa, what was that? That was my, my doorbell. Oh. Mm-hmm. So okay. the cat is now like inviting people over. <laughs> Should I answer it? It's like his, his I, cat friends are, check out this Chromecast, guys. I thought that was a sound <laughs> for me to stop I'm talking. I'm cast. <laughs> Go get the door. Dieter's going to keep yelling about Nexus phones and you, you can, right, you can, you can right invite back. your callers into the Vergecast. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, all right, Dieter, continue. Uh, so this time around, they they, they uh, they've made like a co-processor, whatever, like to to detect your movement. Yeah. They, in other they, words, they made a, an Apple M. Sensor. Yeah, exactly. They they <laughs> were involved in creating and and making sure that the fingerprint sensor worked, which they call Nexus Imprint, which I don't know why it needs a brand, but it <laughs> needs a brand, and it's called Nexus Imprint. Um, and then I, they also. Like they said that these have Sony sensors on stage. These yeah. are Sony sensors. And I think that they were deeply involved in the whole camera situation here because I think they finally heard everybody, myself included, yeah. yelling about the cameras. And so I don't know if Huawei or LG, if left to their own devices, getting even left their own devices. Oh, no, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, would have gone with the Sony sensor. But uh, Google, like, cowboyed in and said, nope, it's going to have this camera sensor. It's going to have this fingerprint sensor. Uh, it's going to work this way. So... Is it Google hardware or Huawei hardware? I would say, like, sometimes it's mostly the other company's hardware, but this time it's, like, actually a pretty solid mix. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I... So they, the thing, the only, like... I keep saying I'm ready to switch to Android. Yeah, right. and you like, never do. And I never do. Yeah, you've been saying that for, like, years. I know. I've checked Neil, I switch to Android. It's gonna and why don't you? Is it because you just can't find the great hardware that you're looking for? Wait. Or is it because you're just so tied to the Apple ecosystem? First, I want to hear this hype check never gonna happen android is always like two seconds away from being like what you want it to be it's like we almost have now on tap but we don't so <laughs> i'd rather keep using ios 9 yeah i'm just like i'm pretty it's so lauren to answer your question the reason i want to switch is like i'm beginning to feel like apple services are now so required to use this stuff especially with el capitan right like i don't think i'm gonna switch i don't think i'm gonna upgrade this computer i skipped lion and I don't think, uh, and that was like a great decision. OS X Lion was like a garbage fire. But El Capitan, from all accounts, is like very fast, very stable. But it really wants you to use the rest of Apple stuff. And yep. it really wants you to change your workflows around it. And I just, there was a time in my life where I would sit around all the time and just like screw with my computer and be like, I'm going to make this better. I'm going to like install some other garbage I found. And like, you need to deter bone your computer. Yeah. yeah. I was going to bone it up. Yeah. Uh, that's a weird phrase. Okay. Uh, that's the thing that just got said. <laughs> that's fine. Bone it up. <laughs> that's totally cool. Uh, but I don't have that time anymore. And like, I'm like very happy with how this laptop works right now. And so like the idea that I'm going to install 
El Capitan on it, and then like I'm gonna have to like deal with either avoid Apple services or switch my life to them is weird. And then with the phone, the phone definitely feels that way. Like the phone is pulling you into its universe constantly. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, I live my whole life in Google services anyway. Why don't I just do that? And then I pick up any Google phone. Um, and I'm saying Google phone just as a burn on John Chen from BlackBerry. <laughs> who <laughs> held up the priv and can, can repeatedly said it runs Google, which is hilarious. But you pick up any Android phone uh, and like they're, you know, with like a Samsung phone, it's like, use all the Samsung garbage. And I'm like, well, if you're going to force me to use your garbage, I'm just going to use Apple's garbage because their garbage is usually moderately better. better. Yeah. Uh, and then with the Nexuses, it's always the camera. It's like always, always, always the camera. And like, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I tried the camera on both, but it was in the hands-on area. So who knows? I do know it's fast. Yeah. Um, and they do claim it's better. A lot of people have, were tweeting at me that they think this is the same 12 megapixel sensor that is in the 6S. Dieter, you ordered wow. one, didn't you? Yes, oh. I did. This is my, my yearly, I'm going to order oh, Nexus gonna order on the Verge Nexus on the Vergecast. <laughs> if I can log into my Google account. Yeah. Yeah, I ordered, I, honestly, I got the, the 6P mainly because I'm, I realized that I'm really angry that nobody makes just a proper black phone anymore. And you can get the 6P in oh, graphite. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's super black. It's it about so time cool. to get a ninja I? phone. Just get a murdered out phone. Remember when like the black iPhone? We're like, oh man, that's so murdered out. We were all excited about yeah. that thing being yeah. murdered out. Yeah, and you can't get a murdered out phone anymore. Yeah, I wanted a phone that sp- that said murder. I wanted people to look at me on the phone and be like, that guy, <laughs> that guy's yeah. a murderer. Are Wait, the five X is black or the no, 6P? I'm buying 6P. Oh yeah, you should definitely get the 6P. So yeah, so the 5X is it's like the refresh of the Nexus 5, which everybody loved, except for the camera. I was right. Am I, anyway. Um, <laughs> you were right in that, what? That, that the camera, the the camera, camera on the, the Nexus 5 was terrible. Uh, the, the, but the 5X has the same sensor as the 6P for the camera, but like the, the, the processing and the other chips behind it aren't quite the same. Mm-hmm. So neither one of them has optical image stabilization, by the way. No. Um, but they shoot 4K. But they no, yes. whatever. <laughs> I just do not care about shooting 4K. I really don't. Somewhere Marcus Brownlee is crying. Con- convince me I should care about a phone shooting 4K. I'm going to buy you a 4K TV, and then that's all you're going to care about. Yeah. Just, oh, I, what 4K plasma are you getting me like? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Come on, man. No, it's great. So, we're all going to get 4K TVs together, and yeah. then we're all going to watch each other's 4K movies. No, it's like we're not going to care about 4K until like all of the content is out there, and until all of our screens play 4K. TiVo Bolt it's, it's is like, here. The oh dream is God, here. Here we go. Uh. So the 5X, it's super light, uh, but I feel like the bezels are really big, and you're... 16 gig is like 380, and I it's like 50 bucks more to get the 32 gig. You, you really ought to get the 32 gig. Uh, you really are buying a Nexus on Air. Yeah, you? I'm doing it right That's now. Amazing. Just, I got my credit card. Uh, it's like out. five to six weeks out before it ships, as of when I bought mine. Um, but like, I don't know. Like, am I going to spend 430 dollars on a phone that's pretty good? Maybe not quite as high end as I would like. Or am I going to spend you know an extra hundred fifty bucks and get a six P, which is like definitely top of the line? Like, you can get a Moto X for around the same price, and presumably the five X is going to get a better camera and probably be an overall better experience. It's basically yeah. got the same specs on the inside. Right. I am surprised that you have not brought up the size difference as a make or break feature yet. I so, mean, for me, it's just I d- I don't want to carry around something that's five point has a five point seven inch display all the time. Big. 
It's but because it, if we're working at, if I have small hands. Yeah. Hi, girl hands. <laughs> and, wow. And if you use your phone to work out or do anything active, it makes it really difficult if you've got a large screen. Yeah. And it's just like to me, if you're looking at the two devices, you're not looking at uh, the feature set necessarily side by side and saying, oh, but this one has a slightly better front facing camera. And oh, this one. it's just, do you want a big phone? Yeah. So you just pick on screen. I size. did it. I bought one. So the answer, well, the answer to your question, Lauren, is I do want a big phone. If you're I picking, know how you feel right. about it because but, I don't think phones are ever should ever go back. I think I think everyone's screwed. I think we're all. I think big phones. I, I think the iPhone Seven will start at five inches or above. Right, like really? that. You don't think yeah. they'll have a small option though? No. They and have I, to. I think they I think all to. phones from now on will be five inches or above. No, I think because the iPhone six is remarkably small. Hands small. cannot hold a five-inch phone. Like it's not a thing that works for them. You ha- you have. I mean, I don't. I know. have. I haven't like thought about your hands a lot, but <laughs> it's a weird thing to would say. Would be creeped out if you had. Uh, yeah. No, but you have, have a big phone. I have a big phone, but I have actually fairly like long hands for a girl. And okay. I, for me, this phone is almost. This phone, too by the big. way, is the iPhone six. It's the iPhone six S plus. Yeah. yeah, and I had a, a so, six plus. So here's this. here's the news. The um, the. Six, Nexus 6P has a 5.7 inch screen and it, it feels way smaller than that because they stuck the fingerprint sensor on the back, which means that there's less room for bezels. bezels. Yeah. The bezels are way yeah. smaller. It covers The display covers, what, what is it, more than three-fourths of the entire front of the phone. Yeah, it I really forget. They, they put the, the percentages up on the screen. Right. I just think, I, my, my, I don't think the phones physically are going to stay huge. I think the screens will stay big and they'll yeah. learn to package them smarter. Oh, yeah. Totally. Right. Well, that, see, that's my problem. one of my problems with the 5X is the, the 6P pulls off the magic trick of, like, how do they fit a screen this big into this phone? It doesn't seem physically possible. But the 5X feels like it's screen size because it's got a big bezel on the top and the bottom because it's got the, the, you know, those speaker lines on the top and the bottom. So let's talk about the 5X. So the Nexus 5 is, like, everyone's favorite phone, as right. far as I can tell. It, it's, like... Bunch of people on our product team have one. I have one. Lots, like everyone has one. Vlad writes every every like three weeks. Vlad writes a love letter to the Nexus Five. Yep. <laughs> um, so tell me about Five X. Like for like, so is it a worthy successor? I mean, I, I only spent like fifteen minutes with it. Um, I I think so. Uh, I don't think it's going to elicit quite as much like love. Um, it's super light. It doesn't, it feels like it should be way heavier than it is. And I think it's got like a 2,400 milliamp battery in it. So it, like it should actually last along with those. I've got really high hopes for battery life for both of these Nexuses, which I'm sure I'm going to get burned on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really do hope. Um, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, it's, it deserve it will elicit some affection and it is a worthy successor. I just think that I was expecting it to cost literally a hundred bucks less. Well, maybe not a hundred, yeah. but at least fifty bucks less. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you're going to go all the way up to four thirty to buy the thirty-two gig version, it's like maybe think about your choices. Like maybe you wait another couple of months and get like the actual high-end one. What's um, it, what do you think the actual high-end one? The six P. Oh. Yeah. But that's but like if you but want huge. that phone. If you, yeah. But if you want a phone, an Android phone at this size, your like your genuine choices are like. The Samsung Galaxy S6 and this. And what about the? Is there going to be a Z5 Compact? The Z5, whatever. There's like 15 versions of the Z5. 
I don't know what it's well, called. Well, presumably, I assume one is called the compact. Yeah, but like, but, compact. but okay, if you live in America, you can be a crazy person <laughs> and try and get a Z5 compact. Evan Rogers is speaking directly to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, go way out into Brooklyn, meet some shady dude who has a Z5 from right, Russia. Right. <laughs> Evan's building one in his basement. <laughs> but otherwise, at this size, you're looking at the 5X and the S6, and the S6 has way better build quality, and probably it'll have a slightly better camera, although we'll have to wait and see. But it has better battery life. But it's got more crap yeah. and it's like also good probably like I think this thing will be pretty durable because like it's got like a the, the plastic back is reminiscent of the Nexus 5 plastic back and it feels crazy light. So it'll be a good like it'll be a good knock around phone. That's right. what it is. It's a knock around phone. So Lauren, I'll ask you a question. Uh, if you had to buy an Android phone right now, which one would you buy? And assuming they all ship to you now, like obviously like for example, I just bought a 6P. It's not coming for three and a half weeks. Three and a half? That's what it said. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So anyway. I really liked the build of the 6P, but the size is an issue for me. Yeah. So uh, I've also been using the Samsung Galaxy Note 5. Mm-hmm. And considering that the Note was sort of what kicked off the phablet trend here, and now when I feel it, when I hold it, it doesn't even feel so much like a phablet. I mean, they've yeah. really slimmed down the body so much. I'd probably go with the, fi- the Note 5. Note 5. Huh. Yeah. Do you use the pen? No. No, it never does. No. Nope. Why is that coming until November? Did you just like buy never. one? No, I bought one like yesterday. And it's not coming until November? Yeah. Did yeah. you get the graphite? Uh, yeah. Why do yours come before mine? Google. <laughs> what the hell? Well, I mean, three, maybe it's, it's the, yours is coming November 5th. Mine, mine's probably going to get delayed. It's going to be fine, Dieter. This is the worst. If mine comes, I'll let you look at it. So <laughs> I <I'm- laughs> Uh... I don't know what Android phone. I think I'm. I'm just like, I'm just tired of, like it, Apple just feels like it's just swallowing everything in a, like a really weird. Like Apple hates Google. Like it's very obvious to me. Yeah. yeah. But and I mean, they're they're just like trying to push out everything that isn't their ecosystem, which just is annoying. To me. That's the way that they've. Been. No, it's it's new. It's new in how like what aggressive are they doing that's new is. that's more aggressive? Um, so like iOS nine like. Everything about iOS nine is about keeping you out of the browser. Yeah, but that's been like. No, but they're they they've stepped it up a notch. Yeah, it's it's just up a notch. Like the watch, like everything about having an Apple Watch is about keeping you internal to Apple's yeah. ecosystem. The Apple TV doesn't have like any web rendering engine in it whatsoever. So you have to like app developers, which they say are the future of the TV, have to just live in Apple's ecosystem, like TVOS ecosystem. Yeah, but again, that's not a change. That's like. Apple's well, these are forever. new things. Like they're Apple used to. I just I don't think that the severity of it stepping up. They're just continuing to do what they've always done, which is. I think Christina's right. I think sorry, Christina. I interrupted Kirsten, you. it's Kirsten, by the way. Oh my god. Oh my goodness, I got your name wrong. Look, it's Lorraine, okay. Don't worry about it. Lauren, I think you should get her name right. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah. It's okay. I'm just gonna log off now. Huh? Lorraine. Lorraine. <laughs> Look, Lorraine. <laughs> We're all. Everybody it's, gets. It's a been a very day. long week. Wait, right. she was saying I'm right. Let's let her talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just completely lost my train of thought now. It's um, okay. We're definitely no, no, going to no, edit so this part what of the podcast. Kirsten was saying uh, is is absolutely right. This idea that Apple is keeping things sort of behind. Uh, you know, a wall in a sense and wanting to keep their users in their ecosystem is not a new thing. It's just that everyone else seemingly is getting a little bit more open or at least cross-platform. And so by comparison, you kind of feel like 
You're yeah, stuck. I buy that. That makes sense. No, it's it's okay. You're you're not wrong in that the severity of it, like the intensity of the effort, has not necessarily changed. You log your felding, felding bro. Totally log your felding. Oh yeah. This motherfucker's right. been dead for like three weeks. <laughs> you were the first person. I want to give you an award. I've been wearing a dead Apple watch for three weeks. Chris Ziegler on the show is the first person who has even come close to noticing. It's not like you can tell if someone's watch is dead. I know. Well, it's, it's like my little on. social experiment. What's the point? I don't know. It's just been really funny. Like, it's just been like this joke I've been telling myself. Uh, anyhow, because um, I did, you know, I like did watch us too and like played with it for a while. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of the same. <laughs> and then, you just and then it just wrist. died and I just kept wearing it. Um, Anyway, uh, no, it's the, this, the intensity of the effort is not increasing, but they have now reached a point where the impact of the effort has like a new amount of uh, affect on me. Yeah, right? well, and the part oh, okay. of it is like the, their effort, they've gotten better at it. So like with El Capitan, like the Notes app is like good. It does, it does all the stuff that I would want out of Evernote and doesn't advertise to me like Evernote does because Evernote <laughs> is the worst right now. Um, and and so it's like it's the stuff that they're making is more tempting to just use. This is like the iMessage story, right? Right. Like everyone's mad at me because I like I turned it on and turned it off and on, nobody can text me anymore. But if you as soon as you update an OS on on a phone, it turns on iMessage. As soon as you attach a watch to it, it turns on iMessage. They really want you to use iMessage. And the stuff has gotten to the point where it's good enough to make you want to use it and to the you know and stop using the stuff that's outside of Apple's ecosystem. And so it it feels grabby. Now, the flip side of this is don't think that Google isn't moving in the same direction. They're just not as good at it. Right. Right. Like more and more an Android phone without Google services doesn't count. Right. right. And they're like, they're putting security updates through Google play. They're putting browser updates through Google play. They're putting all sorts of other stuff through Google play services. And if you don't have a Google play Android device, you are like, you are, seriously missing out on not just like their app store, but a bunch of other stuff that they're doing to try and bring the ecosystem up to par. So you're not living in a world where stage fright destroys your phone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's just, it's just stuff. Like it's like, I, I don't think Google cares about Google play music. Like fundamentally, <laughs> clearly they don't. just don't. Right. So like everybody I know with an Android phone has Spotify and Spotify is its own service and it's like moving on its own path. And it's like, it's a, this idea of like redundancy. It, and that's like the wrong war. It's like, it's not having a single service provider in my mind is safer. Right. So like, uh, with Apple, it's like Apple really wants me to use Apple music and Spotify can't talk to Siri. Yeah. Thomas Rick wrote about this this morning. Right. But with now on tap, it feels like Google services are at least cognizant of the idea that I may wish to use non Google apps. And it would be nice if Google services could know about that so they could deliver me interesting other experiences. And, like, it's just that, right? It's just the notion that Google's aware of other people. Right. And Apple seems very, like, you know, like, there's stuff we're going to do and we're going to make sure our users use our services because this integrated stack is better. And if you, IBM, would like to make some enterprise bullshit, that's cool, <laughs> too. You know, and, like... I don't know. That, like, I mean, Apple Music is bad, right? But Apple wants you to use it. So everything yeah. about its ecosystem funnels you into a bad experience. Yeah. Series, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, well, you're going to say something. Well, I was going to say, I mean, the question becomes, like, can, even though Google is open and the developers can make stuff, will they actually make it that works as well? Like, right now, I am using Apple Music because I can say, hey, Siri, play me 
exact song title, exact name of artist, and it will pull it up for me. And I don't even have to open my phone. So like until I can get a similar experience from pulling out my Android phone and saying to Google, like, I want you to play me this exact song. Oh, sorry, just turned on. Then for me, it's like, it's great that the opportunity to create those kind of things in the Android ecosystem is there, but until they're actually working. Wait, you can't, you can't play a song with OK Google? Can I you? find that hard to believe. I oh, God damn. Your phone just went off. <laughs> well, try to play a song. Uh, what song should I try to play? Um, I don't know. How about this ad for Softlayer? OK Google. Play me a song. Wi-Fi here is not so good. All right. <laughs> Google Play Music just launched. <laughs> it did nothing. It's, it's feeling, right. I'm feeling lucky radio. Okay, oh Google. God. Oh, my God. This is the worst. Let's do an okay, ad. Okay, Google. Oh, my God. And Lauren's talking to five wearables. Play Taylor Smith. <laughs> Taylor app, Smith? Watch. <laughs> no, Christine's favorite band is Taylor Smith. Uh, <laughs> Softlayer delivers a cloud built for innovation. Your business applications and Christine, uh, your software, your business applications and computational workloads are unique. So you deserve cloud resources that meet your specific needs. Uh-huh. Software is one of the only cloud providers that provisions dedicated servers and virtual servers, otherwise known as a public cloud, from a single seamless platform. All this is on demand. All of it's connected to the same open API. All of it's connected to a global private network, so you can scale your workloads up and down quickly and have ample space for your storage-intensive tasks. Softlayer, as you may know, because we've been reading this ad on the show for many weeks, is an IBM company. There will be a test later. IBM uses Softlayer as its cloud infrastructure foundation for all IBM clouds and services. So even if you're not looking for infrastructure, you can benefit from Softlayer just by buying anything from IBM. Clever. Clever, those IBM people. All of our listeners have the opportunity to get $500 worth of cloud infrastructure by visiting softlayer.com slash podcast. You can order bare metal servers, which are dedicated servers. You can order virtual servers. You can get storage, networking, security services from your choice of data centers. Softlayer actually has 24 data centers around the world. Odd place for an exclamation point. All of those servers and services are connected to Softlayer's unique network of networks, which separates public, private, and management traffic, ensuring that traffic to and from your cloud infrastructure travels more efficiently. You can automate and control this cloud infrastructure with a granular API because you're a super lead hacker, or you can just use the Softlayer customer portal like a super noob. You can visit softlayer.com slash podcast. Get started with your $500 off of servers, storage, network, and security on a cloud built for innovation from Softlayer. There's this fine print here at the end of the ad that I never read because, you know what? Whatever. Just riding dirty with Softlayer. Softlayer. Okay. Riding dirty with Softlayer is going to be their new. Uh, I'm just trying show. to hip them up. Yeah. Those, uh, people are always asking. I get these tweets. You suck at the ads. Why do people keep paying you for them? It's because we make them cool. We make them hip. The cool kids at school on Softlayer. <laughs> hey, you know, Lauren, let's talk you know, about the Chromecast. Wait, 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 real quick. Yeah. Blair Pulaski, happy birthday. Oh, hey, look at there that. There's been a lot of like specific human callouts on this first yeah. cast. Two people we know and one person we don't. And also Taylor Smith. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Lauren. You I have- would just like to say that if I had met Kirsten. Kirsten? Kirsten. Kirsten. Like you're Kirsten. Like you're swearing. You. 
We're never going to tell you. And if we had met in person, I would have gotten it right. Oh, just yeah. Like we haven't met in person yet. It's totally, I don't right. care at all. <laughs> all right. All right. We so, know each other through the socials. And just like if I had ever met Taylor Smith in person. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Smith, uh, name of my high school boyfriend. Uh, okay. Tell me about the crime, which you have. Are there two I of them? I have both here. Hold on. Okay. How are they different? <laughs> oh, Doesn't sorry, one have treads one. on it, like a record? And then... uh, wait, wait, Lauren, wait, 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 Lauren. How are they? Di- Everyone keeps saying they're two, but they don't. They, they do the same thing, right? Am I crazy? No, I, they do different. They're Laura different. They, yeah. All right, go ahead. Although we did ask a question of Google, which is why didn't you just build the same capabilities into one dongle? And they gave some really fancy answer about how they're so different, but really they want to sell them. So, um, so this is. <laughs> Chromecast for video, Chromecast second generation, which oh, now finally okay. supports modern Wi-Fi standards, Yay. 5 gigahertz, 802.11ac Wi-Fi. I used it last night to watch Narcos. It was pretty good. Yeah. And then this is Chromecast Audio, which has a, an auxiliary RCA and optical, uh, what's it called? Jack. Input. Thank you. Yeah. Jack, yeah. input, whatever you want to call it so that you can plug this into the back of a speaker amplifier and then make a non-Wi-Fi connected speaker Wi-Fi connected. Uh, so the idea is if you have like fancy speakers at home that aren't connected to Wi-Fi, or let's even say you have a Bluetooth speaker, and we all know the Bluetooth audio quality is sometimes pretty crappy, you can then use something like this, stick it into your speaker, and then, um, and then stream music. Right, but it needs Cast power. It needs, it needs to be it needs power. power? Yeah. Power. Just like, I mean, just, yeah, like this... This hangs out of the back of your TV, right? Like yeah, this from the HDMI port, and then and then you right have to there. and then you have to plug it into power. Wait, wait, wait the well. HDMI one needs power too. Yeah, they both mm-hmm. need power. HDMI doesn't power things. Yes, it does. No, not enough to power a dongle though. Yeah, and the like, original the, Chromecast didn't need power if you had the right kind of TV. If you had the right kind of TV, and most people now oh, maybe maybe, right maybe this one might if you had the right kind of TV. Might the original not. Chromecast is you would stick you would stick another wire into USB at the same time. So yeah. if you had the right kind of TV that had a USB and HDMI juxtaposed next to each other, no, 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 no. no. At the original there's power over H. The, some HDMI ports have power. Yep. Like in newer TVs, yeah. And the, the original Chromecast did not need power if you had one of those TVs. And the USB thing was like a are hack. Are you sure about that? Absolutely sure. And the USB thing okay. was like a hack because many TVs have USB ports that are completely unused. Well, that might and be then the you could also plug one. it in the wall. And then uh, presumably this new Chromecast is exactly the same way. Um, and then I'm assuming the audio one needs power because headphone jacks don't provide power unless right. unless you're crazy. The only, unless, um, unless you are the world's greatest hacker. That would draw power from the TV was the original Roku stick, which was using a standard called MHL. Yes, but yeah. MHL was such it was not in enough TVs for right. them to really. The, Chrome ca- the Chromecast used MHL too. The, everything, yeah, MHL is like the. You had to have the, a TV with MHL, but how many people actually have that? Yo, this motherfucker! Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, wow. Derek. I interrupted you. <laughs> she called me Derek. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, on this show, I've tried to make cloud services and NHL seem hard and uh, not possible. So just, the, just not possible. For me, the most exciting thing about the Chromecast is actually maybe the new software because it actually does universal search across a bunch of services. Yeah. Which Android TV play. still sucks at. Oh, yeah. Fast, which isn't here yet. And neither is the uh, Chromecast audio Wait, working what is like fast a Sonos. Play? Oh, it, it pre caches video. Because, uh, you know, the TiVo, the TiVo has a crazy mode called quick mode yeah it's not that okay the, the tivo bolt will literally record a show and play it back 30 percent faster yeah which is awesome yeah because most of the shows i watch are garbage like the idea of watching bar rescue in like eight minutes flat <laughs> like they rescued the bar like on to the next one like i'm like super into that 
What is happening? Am I playing music? <laughs> just play, it's playing Zeter's Barnaby just as fast as I can. Music. My, my, my. Wow. Okay. So um, that's, I have a question about the yeah. Chromecast audio with the Sonos stuff. So it's not going to be able to do that Sonos stuff at the beginning when it first Define shifts? Sonos stuff. No, uh, like multi-room support. No. Yeah, because so, so that's two, why I'm so interested in it. Two things. First is that you have to have one of these pieces of hardware for every single speaker. Yeah. So if you have a speaker system that's connected on some type of Wi-Fi mesh network and you only plug this into one, it doesn't matter. You need one for every single speaker. Wow. And then in terms of walking into a room and playing a different track in your living room that is in your bedroom and that sort of thing, it doesn't support that yet, but it will later this year. But it will synchronize all of your speakers, though. If you have a Chromecast in every yeah, if you every did. speaker, which could be cheaper uh, for some people than doing Sonos potentially. Yes, if I you already you. had a lot of speakers. Well, no, Sonos yeah. you'd have to replace all the speakers. No, I know what I'm saying is like if you were a person who already had a bunch of speakers in your uh, house yeah, yeah. that you weren't wouldn't. Sonos, which is my setup. Yeah. Then buying you know three or four of these could be cheaper than yeah doing your entire house in Sonos. Um, I have two Sonos speakers in my house and obviously other speakers. Um, but the Sonos in my bathroom has been wired to only play Z100 in New York for like three months. So it's basically just the world's most complicated and expensive radio because you get played and it just like plays the radio at you. Um, that's what Sonos is good for. Uh, how much do they cost, Lauren? $35 a piece. Same price as last Chromecast. Yep. So, to, and the video one does audio too, right? Presumably. The video one supports some uh, music streaming apps as well. Like beforehand, you could cast some music apps to Chromecast video, I believe. Um, I think. Hold on. Yeah. Let me see. I have a list here Let's of the apps. Well, anyway, I was going to take up too much time doing that. But so um, Let me ask you a question, and this is a real question, and it, it applies to the Pixel C, which we should talk about too for a minute. Why do they make these? Why do they make the Nexus? And they why sold they, twenty million of them of the Chromecast. Do people use the Chromecast? Yeah, twenty million. Do they, do they say people like? But every, like, they're thirty five dollars in the front of every Best Buy. Like, yeah, I feel like if you made any product at that price point and put it in that location, you'd sell twenty million of them, right? And the, the and it's the pitch is like watch TV, like watch free TV on the internet, and like it's cheap and like it's small and it says Google on it. Like, and you, you just keep answering your own question. <laughs> yeah, but like, do you use like do people use that? I have four of them. I never use any of them. Because you're an Apple TV guy and you're locked into the Apple TV system and love AirPlay. I okay, so to answer your question, Chromecast Audio works with Spotify, Google Play Music, Pandora, TuneIn, NPR One, a whole bunch of others. And then Spotify actually works with both Chromecast and Chromecast uh, Audio. Interesting. Um, but what Google says, so we've asked them this like every which way until Sunday. You know, why, why Chromecast? And also, if, you're, if you have Android TV, why are you doing both Android TV? Yeah. And, and Chromecast, and and their answer is always that they're just. It seems that they're just coming at it from two completely different directions because nobody really knows where the streaming video experience is ultimately going. And so, if you're sort of just like throwing a bunch of mud at the wall and seeing what sticks, there are two different ways to do it. One is that they, you know, one is this idea that you believe that everything's going to be cast from our personal devices. And so, if you've got you know, 75 apps already on this device and some of them are media streaming apps and it's probably better just to take those and throw the content or send a URL and then your cloud device pulls it down and that's the best way to experience it. And then the other way to look at it is that you plug in some type of box or stick that basically creates an OS, you know, an interface, yeah. an OS on your, on your TV screen and that's the other way to approach it. And it seems to me as though Google just doesn't really know which one is ultimately going to shake out and so they're doing both. Right. Well, I think they're the reason they're doing the Chromecast is Android TV has been an unmitigated disaster. Uh, I mean, Google TV was Android TV. 
maybe isn't, although the first version of it was not very good, but now nobody's making them. Like, NVIDIA makes one. Hooray. Sony. All the new Sony yeah. TVs are, are Android TV. Okay, fine. Yeah. I take it all back. And then actually over... <laughs> I'm, getting you a four, I'm getting you a 4K Sony Android TV. Do it. It's going to cost like $17,000. I, 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 <laughs> I, so I need a new TV. 4K, the man. The funny thing is, is that with all of these new streaming sticks and boxes that we're seeing this fall, like I kind of feel as though no one has really... Uh, dealt the, the death blow yet to the, the cable experience. Because if you look at, Android TV actually exists as the OS on cable set-top boxes overseas in some countries. And the same with Roku, for example. Yeah. I mean, Roku is the OS on some set-top boxes overseas. Um, but here in the States, like the cable industry, it's just it's just such a mess that right now we've just got these sort of interim devices. And personally, I, I just want to see somebody come in and say, I'm changing the whole experience. I'm changing the cable experience. I'm changing the over-the-top experience. And here's that box. Yeah. Like, and no one's really doing that yet. Imagine, imagine if Apple had... Imagine if that had been the announcement. Yeah. I've checked the Chromecast. Sorry, I got kind of fired up The Chromecasts? Um, like, I think that the audio ones are interesting. Right. I think that I really like the way that they look a lot better than the older ones, to be completely honest. They just hang there. It's so Yeah, weird. but the thing is, like... Like, do you want to have to plug in a stick that's going to stick out like three inches from the back of your thing? Or would you rather have like a little dongle that you can plug in with a nice little cord that hangs down so you can like mount your TV against a wall? I just think they're prettier. They're way easier to set up. And they have fancy antennas in them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're actually like able to connect to real Wi-Fi now, which is solid. Uh, we should probably I'm very confused about how the Chromecast in the back of my TV. Everyone is telling me that the Chromecast doesn't run on MHL, but I know for a fact I don't the think Chromecast don't. in the back of my TV is not plugged into anything but itself. And it or works. Anything, and it works. Hmm. Maybe I see, MHL is a controlling it? standard, not like, a power standard. When is the last time you used it? Maybe the battery is just dead. I used it like two weeks ago hmm. to like, cast a Well, I think Dieter's right. Like Powered HDMI has nothing to do with MHL. Yeah, those are two separate things. It's just powered HDMI. That might be it then. All right. Whatever. Like USB. Please tweet at me with your pedantic corrections. <laughs> I'm ready and waiting for them. Uh, we start with the Pixel C. Talk about the Pixel C. The, there's a new Android tablet. Google itself makes it. The oh, Pixel that's team, The Pixel team who makes the Chromebook Pixel has made a Android tablet. It has the fancy NVIDIA X1 processor. Yeah, uh, and it has a keyboard that they're very proud of. That I'm not that impressed Wait, with. Has Nvidia made a serious processor that we care about in quite some time? Well, the X1. I mean, we we sat through an 18 hour keynote at CES yeah. this year about the X1 <laughs> processor. But don't, don't you remember when Nvidia like we're like screw it, we're making ARM chips, and then everyone's going to use our ARM chips? Yeah, and now they keep doing it. Yeah, okay. uh, we'll see. It's like it looks like a very powerful, slightly too thick Android tablet. Uh, it makes me very mad that I bought a Nexus 9 because this thing makes the Nexus 9 look like the garbage that it always was. Um, and then there's a keyboard that's actually really clever. It's Bluetooth, but it charges inductively off the tablet. Oh, that's cool. So when you have it you know, you know, know, closed, it just charges up the Bluetooth a little bit. Mm. And then it slaps on there with a magnet, tilts up. Uh, Google's very proud of like the way they designed the keyboard. Uh, it feels a lot like the classic MacBook keyboard, although just narrower. And then they, they made the button, like the return and caps lock keys really narrow so that they could try and get closer to full size than the rest of them. It was fine. It felt a little Why small. did they make it? That's a great question. And can we talk about the fact that every tablet maker has just come back to making laptops? 
Yeah. They all have. Yeah. That's where we're at now. Yeah. No, Except for Apple, which is like, but what if we make this more like a laptop? And Microsoft's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the Pixel seat, like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what uh, Google wants to do with laptops. Uh, you know, I, I, I call it expensive because uh, it's 500 bucks for the base model plus 150 for the keyboard. And I just, for, like, I can, if someone wants to spend 500 bucks on an iPad Air 2 or an iPad Pro, Yes, I get that. Like, there's you can do a lot of stuff with that. But Where can I spend five hundred dollars in an iPad Pro? I was just well, going to say, yeah, 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 yeah or more. <laughs> or at like twelve hundred dollars. Uh, an Android tablet, like you can do most of the same stuff, but it doesn't have as many apps. It definitely doesn't have as much like really deep apps. And it also, right now, Android doesn't multitask as well as iOS on a tablet, which is nuts. I brought this up to Google, and they're like, "Well, you know, we're planning on updating the OS quite often." I was like, "Okay." Well, we'll see. But like they need to they need like if I'm going to be able to justify an Android tablet, it needs to be a workhorse. That's like and, and and watch videos. Like that that machine is designed to be a work machine. Yeah. And although they have Office and they've got Google Docs and et cetera, et cetera, if I'm going to get work done on a tablet, I want to be able to have some kind of basic level of having two apps on the screen at once. Right. So is this just one giant experiment to see if a merge of the Android and Chrome OS Operating systems is possible. Dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> I mean, it is, it, it's the Pixel team, right? They've only made Chromebooks before. I feel like they, they were just bored. They just were like, eh. Yeah. What, what, what no, it's kindergarten. It's Montessori. They're yeah. like, oh, we were supposed to do our reading homework, but we made this Pixel instead. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter because there's no rules. And you get a snack for making it, <laughs> and making it well. <laughs> Nap time. It is. I mean, uh, it's probably accurate. I mean. I'm going to sneak into Google's campus and I'm going to sprinkle, think... I'm going to sprinkle gluten on top of all of their snacks. Oh my God. Just like powdered gluten. <laughs> oh, those poor nerds. Dieter. That's so... How will they make minor changes to crime? Dieter, literal murderer. <laughs> yeah. You can't murder somebody with gluten. Yes, you can. If they have like, an, You like could. A, a severe, if they were like really allergic. Like all the way murder? I mean, maybe. <laughs> okay. Well. Full murder versus <laughs> partial, <laughs> partial you murder. You could cause like, you know, like some swelling and, you know, maybe some yeah. like crankiness. But like a full-on <laughs> murder, like if anybody has ever been like directly murdered by gluten, so gluten allergies just make you cranky. That's the symptom. No, <laughs> oh, like New York hipsters get cranky when they eat gluten. Well, yes, they have no yes, real reaction. Yes, people are allergic to gluten. Clearly, yeah. And my sympathy goes out to you if you are indeed truly allergic to gluten. If you get pulled over, and not just a resident of my neighborhood, if you're a casualty of Dieter's evil scheme, <laughs> we but I, I'm just doubting, and I could be wrong, and I'm I'm willing to accept it. That anybody has ever been murdered by gluten. <laughs> that, that one human being has ever used gluten like, as the like it's arsenic, agent. Like there's a James Bond plot. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a vial in his That's watch. It. And it's like, and he like just tips over the gluten. And he's like <laughs> watching, he's like watching from afar and he's like, I don't know, they're just a little more bloated than before. Yep, <laughs> Must not have been allergic to gluten. That is the next James Bond plot. There you go. I don't know. He's just uh, he just seems sluggish. Like it's not <laughs> By the way, for those of you listening, I'm making hand binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's happening right now. All right. You guys, I just Googled uh, it, uh, which Google already knew because they're Google. <laughs> and now I'm going to be chased around by like gluten-free ads for the rest of my life. Uh, However, you can die from celiac disease. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can die from that, but you have, like that's a, you can't. Has anyone been murdered by gluten? Yeah, murder by gluten is what we're asking. But you could yes, murder you someone with celiac disease with gluten. Right. But how yes, much gluten? And extreme damage to the intestinal lining can lead to death through dehydration. Yeah. All right. 
You could definitely die like that. That's uncomfortable. Do you want to die you know from dehydration? You can Google any. You can Google anything. Like you can Google. A <laughs> you can Google anything. In, like in six clicks, you will die. That's so. true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying can you die. Like, obviously, yes. I'm saying can you be murdered with gluten? If it's you a, can if die, you can, then you can be murdered. That's that's Come a on. good point. If you can <laughs> die, you can be murdered. By I way, just I just disagree. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> if you can die, you could be murdered. What, who's playing music now? This Me. Is Ta- <laughs> no, no, no. This is Taylor Smith. <laughs> I, I, there is a Taylor All right, Smith. I'm going to read an ad, and then Chris <laughs> will finally talk, talk about, about, about this Tesla. Model X. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Are you a tech professional searching for a new company to share your tech skills with, or perhaps learn to be a murderer with? Then you should check out Hired. Hired connects talent with top tech companies. On Hired, software engineers and designers can get five-plus interview requests in a week. Every offer has salary and equity up front. They have full-time and contract opportunities, and users can view the offers and accept or reject them before even talking to any company. You can work with over 2,500 companies from startups to large public companies. There are employers from the 12 major tech hubs in North America and Europe, and it's totally free for users. If you get a job through us, they'll even give you a $2,000 thank you bonus. If you use the special link, Hired.com slash Vergecast to sign up, Hired will double that bonus when you accept a job. They'll double the $2,000 thank you bonus when you sign up at Hired.com slash Vergecast. And if you're not looking for a job right now, but you know someone who is, you can refer them to Hired and, come on, you can get a $1,337 bonus when they accept a job. That number spells leet. Yes. I was just about to point that out. <sighs> so what are you waiting for besides that embarrassment to fade? Check out Hired.com slash Vergecast now. <laughs> What? I'm let's talk about the, the Tesla. Let's yeah, talk, let's talk, talk about, about a Tesla. Yeah. Um but yeah. the, the gluten people are gonna be so very angry at me now. Yeah. Big gluten. Big um, gluten's cut or, or big anti gluten. Yes. So Model X. Um this car has been in so the So you works. were there. You set, yes. set up set the stage. Yes. So we were uh invited out to Fremont, California, uh which is where Tesla makes all of its cars. They have a uh, a very large facility there. Um, is that where they're building the Gigafactory? No, no. the Gigafactory is in uh, the middle of nowhere in Nevada. Okay, uh, because they were offered an extraordinary level of uh, tax incentive to do so. Right. Um, but so we we went out to the uh, the factory um, uh, to see the the production Model X for the first time. This is of course their crossover ish SUV that has been in the works basically since the Model S has been on the road. Um, and they've shown it in concept form for as long as I can remember, but they'd never shown a production vehicle, um, and it had been delayed and delayed and delayed uh, because it's Tesla and everything is delayed there. Um, but they they were finally ready to show the production car, and they actually handed out the keys to the first, I think, seven buyers, the first seven people who uh, who reserved the vehicle on stage, one of whom was Sergey Brin, who was sitting about 10 feet away from me, um, but he did not come on stage. Uh, he sent an assistant up on stage to get his key, uh, which I thought was cute. Huh. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, Sergey Brin has a Model X now. So this, this, uh, of course, being Tesla, it is not just, uh, it is not just an SUV. It does a million insane things. Uh, we had a chance to, to, to ride it for a little bit. And the first thing you notice, and this sounds stupid, uh, I, I acknowledge that this does not sound like an interesting feature, but it, uh, uh, Elon Musk touts the fact that this car has the largest piece of glass ever in a production car. Yeah. Um, and what that means is that the windshield uh, starts in the nor- normal place, but then it goes all the way up over your head, behind your head. So when you look straight up, all you see is sky. And the, um, 
the rear view mirror is mounted in the normal place, but then there's a wire that is, runs along the windshield up into the headliner, which is a little awkward. Yeah. But, but looking straight up, it's, it's just a really surreal experience because you don't feel like you're in the vehicle. Um, you're just surrounded by the outside. Um, what about, you know, sun visors? Th- so they, <laughs> that's a good point. So uh, <laughs> uh, Elon spent, I would say, a good five minutes talking about the mechanism for the, the sun visor that they had to engineer for this vehicle. So there is a, a sun visor that, that extends downward. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but he's very proud of it. Uh, and he had this, this reflective moment um, uh, while we were talking about the car where he was like, I wonder if maybe we, we shouldn't have spent so much time over-engineering this car. <laughs> like, like he, he, was, he was wow. having this moment on stage where he's like, oh, I think maybe we spent too long. Like, we didn't need to do any of this stuff. We should have just made a normal SUV. It, <laughs> it has these insane doors that go upward like the a Falcon Lambo. Wings. The Falcon wings. Uh, and there is no real value proposition to these things. The, the, so the claim is that, one, uh, they can open in a really tight parking space. Cool, I guess. Two, you can stand up in the... The, the door, which I guess helps you uh, put a car seat in and take a car seat out. Um, but, like, come on. Like, you didn't need to do this. <laughs> um, they just look cool. Uh, so it has those. Of course, it has the same powertrain yeah. as the dual motor Model S, so it is ridiculously fast. The, um, if you order it with ludicrous mode, which is on $42,000, it does 0 to 16 3.2 seconds, which is the same as a 911 Turbo. Yeah. So you're in a giant soccer mom family vehicle, yeah. um, and you're racing 911 Turbos. So every time I see, I think about the speed of the car, I think about somebody like racing from danger to get to their very fast car, yeah. and then waiting for the door to open, <laughs> and just being like, come on. So <laughs> Yeah, how long does the door take to open? It's a long uh, the, time. The, the, yeah, the, um, the Falcon wings are not fast, Wait, uh, but those are just the rear doors. How the not f- fast are they? Uh, I, I don't know the exact like, seconds. I watched it's like a vine, and they weren't done opening by the time the vine looped. That is insane. Yeah, well, so that the, is the, dumb. The, the way the question was, was posed to Elon Musk was um, Let's say you're, you're running down an alley, and there's someone behind you with a packet of gluten. No. Will, <laughs> they, <laughs> again, will they catch you by the time say, you get to the car? Let's just but say again, you want to get in your kid in the car. And you have to wait ten seconds. Uh, I would I would put it closer to seven. I didn't time it with a stopwatch, oh. but it's yeah, it's not fast. Uh, but the front doors um, are also both motorized. Um, so as you approach the car, it has a electronic chauffeur. I think is the way they call it, or something <laughs> like, or electronic valet, where the the door automatically opens. And then when you when you put your foot on the brake, the door closes itself, uh, and you can pull the door open if you want to and pull it shut. But it'll open for you. Wow. So this car is extraordinarily over-engineered to the point where Elon Musk had this existential crisis on stage. <laughs> um, but it's here. Um, if you order one now, you're going to be waiting a year to get it, because uh, that's yeah, classic that's Tesla. The way. That's the way it, it happens. Uh, but it is actually in a few customers' hands now. But why do they make it? I feel like this is the theme of the show. That's... That's a good they question. They made it to protect people from bioterrorism. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Complete, completely the best feature of the car, by yeah. the way. Absolutely. No, they, it's they, almost Tony Stark-like feature. Elon Musk, Elon Musk w- is so proud of the weirdest thing. So he, he's, he actually had an assistant bring the actual air filter from the Model X on stage. And he's like, look how big this air filter is. And it's like, come on. <laughs> well, explain like, the feature. Uh, so it, he, he, uh, he touts that it is the only car in the market with true HEPA air cleaning. So uh, there's no particulate whatsoever when it's in the maximum air cleaning mode. They call it biohazard protection mode or something, you know, because yeah, yeah. ludicrous mode, you know, they really like clever names for features. Um, so if you that, put 
the the <clears throat> never mind. Well, so I was talking. When about you go on a long ass road trip, you and you have all the air from the outside blowing in. Yeah, you end up with a lot of boogers because uh, you're breathing the the road dust. <laughs> so I was uh, still annoying. So like I would li- I would like that fair picture. fair. I was talking to Ezra Klein yesterday, and I was about boogers. Yes, about boogers. Yeah. That's what we talk about when we get together. <laughs> no, he was like, uh, he was congratulating us on our traffic. We had this like, record month. And I was like, oh, you know, we got this big kick at the end, but with this Tesla stuff. It's awesome. And he's like, tell me about that. And I was like, going through all the stuff. And I was like, it has this biohazard defense mode. And he's like, do you think Elon Musk is planning an attack in the United States? <laughs> because there's like, a, like, he owns also a space company. Like, he's making missiles yeah. and then he's making cars that can protect you from airborne yeah. weapons. Yeah. And then you can just see him be like, no one is safe except for the owners of the Model X, who I have chosen <laughs> as a member of my, my master class. Well, he also, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the way he said it on stage did not uh, allay any, fair, any, uh, any fears either. Because he said something like, uh, <laughs> you know, for the eventual apocalypse or something like some, it, he may, made it sound like it was inevitable in yeah. some way. Well, he thinks um, it's inevitable. Yes. Rolling yes. My ass. Well, Did he call yeah. the car a fixer upper though? Because that would be a bigger concern. That's what he says. Every time someone asks him about Mars, Oh, it's a bit of a fixer upper. <laughs> it's a fixer upper. Yeah. Yeah. We need to uh, terraform the model X before we can drive it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you asked, uh, who is it? Why did yeah. they make it? Why do they make it? Um, so, Tesla is using sort of this multi-tier approach in the hopes that they'll eventually be able to get to scale that allows them to, to produce this thirty-five thousand, this mythical thirty-five thousand dollar car, the Model Three, mm-hmm. which will commoditize the electric vehicle, the practical electric vehicle with over two hundred miles of range, yeah. uh, and make it so that everybody can feel like this is a car they can actually own. Um, the Model S doesn't get them there. Uh, Elon said that. Their uh, demographics on the Model S uh, trend heavily male. It's over 75% male, I think. Um, and, of course, it's, it's a rich person's car. Yeah, the only the people mod- who drive a Model S are the people who wear a dress shirt and a blazer without a tie. <laughs> Just think about th- that's who they all are. They all yes. ha- and they all have a streak of, of white hair. Yes, so you're, you're describing Eddie Q. You yeah. are talking about the Palo Alto mascot. Yeah. Exactly. Driving up and down Sand Hill Road yeah, they, all the time. They all live in Palo Alto and they're like, you know what? No fucking tie today. Yeah. But Eddie, need, to, Eddie need, need to look dressy. Eddie Q. Yeah. Also, I'm riding Eddie a skateboard. Yeah, that's where I got a mile, my Model S. An electric skateboard, yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> an electric skateboard. <laughs> Everything's electric. Yeah, everything is electric <laughs> in this mythical person's life. Um, no, not, so, so not, the, the, not the, mythical. Yeah, not mythical. Yeah. Uh, 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 prototypical is, it, yeah. is the word I was looking for. Um, so the Model X, um, they expect to trend more 50-50 male-female, mm-hmm. but it isn't any cheaper, right? It's, uh, the, the signature edition is $132,000, an extra 10000 for ludicrous mode, uh, and you know all these people are going to have to spec it up in ludicrous mode because that's what you do. Um, so it doesn't push them any further down market, but it does allow them to address a market that the Model S isn't necessarily appropriate for. Mm-hmm. Um, Elon feels pretty strongly that, and we'll see if this ends up being true or not, but he doesn't think it's going to cannibalize Model S sales at all. So they've effectively doubled, if, if what he believes to be true is actually true, they've effectively doubled their addressable market, which gets them one tier closer to the Model 3. Now, they want to show the Model 3 in, in, um, in 2016, like early to mid-2016, launch it in 2017, we'll see. That's, that still feels really aggressive to me because mm-hmm. it's a big jump between a $132,000 car and a $35,000 car. Yeah. Right. Um, 
But, uh, but yeah, they look at this as like, this is the next, this is something that we can make, we can afford to make right now that buys us additional addressable market and puts more dollars in our pocket. Yeah, you know, it makes sense. And yeah. they, but they, they lost all their profit margin engineering the doors. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and two years. Like yeah. this thing was originally supposed to launch in 2013. Here we are in late 2015 and they've put seven in customers' hands. And if you order one now, you don't get it till the end of next year. Hmm. And weren't so. these seven like hand built by the engineers? Probably. I mean, the, yes, probably. Like they weren't, there's not on an assembly line, obviously. Uh, well, so they are building them on the same assembly or at least in the same factory as the Model S. Um, but yeah, I don't know if, if it's fully tooled up yet. I, cool. I, that I don't, don't have the answer to. Um, so what was it like when you were in it? I mean, only a couple, couple new, a couple minutes, a couple new minutes. What was it like when you were in it? Uh, it's, um, so ludicrous mode. I, I was. So they had a mix of ludicrous and non-ludicrous Model Xs. Uh, ludicrous mode drive. is the thing that accelerates it like a maniac. Exactly. Right? Without yeah. ludicrous mode, it's still insanely fast. It's zero to sixty in three point eight seconds in performance trim. Three point two with ludicrous. Either way, that those are supercar numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had the ludicrous mode one, and um, when you punch it, it's still that sense of like, oh my god, what the hell is happening to me? Um, that I had when it I when so I first. Torquey. Yeah, exactly. That I that I um, that I had when I first rode the P eighty five D, and Phil, our camera guy, was in the back, and I I punched it without telling him, and he he kind of went he went flying back, and the camera went back. And he's like, "Oh, my bad." <laughs> wow. I'm like, "No, keep that. That'll be good. That'll that'll sort of like convey the feeling that you're experiencing right now." Um, so there's that, and that's that's very cool, and that's not something that you tend to get from an SUV of all yeah. things. Um, the windshield is super cool. The The dashboard, I could take it or leave it. Some people feel really strongly about the, the giant touchscreen in the center. I still think it's not the best yeah. uh, interaction method for a driver, but it is what it is. Um, look, it's a Tesla, and it, it's the, the, the interior is, is you know meticulously designed. The monopost seats are really cool. Um, it has a true third row, so if you have a big family, if you keep yeah. if you keep uh, having children, if you need then... to accelerate your children. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the, the second speed. row doesn't fold down. The second row doesn't fold down, but um, there's a button on the side of the second row that pushes it all the way forward and tilts it so that it's really easy to get in and out of the back, which seats two more adults. Okay. Probably could fit three tiny children. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's a more practical Model S basically in almost every sense of the word. Right. I just want to see like an anti-Tesla ad where like a bioweapon goes off and the cloud of particulate <laughs> matter is like racing towards somebody. Yeah. And they're just waiting for the door to open. <laughs> just think about. <laughs> and they can't make. That's it all I can time. think about is that image. Like <laughs> if I can only get in this car, the bioweapon defense shield will save me. But this ridiculous door is not opening and closing. They, in time. But if you park, and then like years later, like an explorer is walking through the civilization, and they see, <laughs> they see the one Falcon Wing door open, and the guy's like in the car. <laughs> the skeleton is is yeah. lying next to the. And he's like, oh, what a tragedy. <laughs> Uh, that's really dark. It's been a um, really dark Vergecast. We've the, um, murdered a lot of people on this show today. We have, no, but no. The 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 Model X is, uh, uh, you know, I I, I think that. The, look, the, the Falcon Wing doors are just the rear passengers, right? So it doesn't matter. Like, you can still get into <laughs> it the front. Matter. No, well, no, you can't. You can but th- if you're trying to open the door, you have to be. Who has a. Who solo drives an SUV unless it's me in my 2006 Escalade? Literally just anyone in Silicon Valley who's buying this car. All That's right, who. Fine. <laughs> fine. Uh, All right. We need to end the show because I have to. Uh, we have to end the show. Thank you, Chris, for being here. Lauren, I know it's always difficult to be on Skype. Thank you for being with us. It was fun. Thanks, guys. Christine, you rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get through this. So um, 
Dieter has taken out my script at the end of the show and just written stop making murder jokes on Google Doc. <laughs> but that was our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I want to thank Braintree for sponsoring today's episode of The Vergecast. Braintree gives you a full stack payment solution. It supports basically anything you can pay with. Uh, Android Pay, Apple Pay, PayPal, Bitcoin, Venmo, cards, whatever's next. It's just single integration. Just plug it in. It works across all the platforms with superior fraud protection, customer service, and fast payouts. Check it for yourself. Braintree payments.com slash vergecast just do it and then take everyone's money um you can follow at verge on twitter on snapchat we're the real verge where kirsten has been doing an excellent job uh we've been periscoping like every day basically yeah we're gonna try to periscope every day so that's been pretty fun um hit us up on itunes we have all kinds of new shows there's verge esp with emily and liz there's what's tech with chris plant secret uh jim Bankoff, the ceo of vox media was on what's tech he what? recorded it yesterday <gasps> to do what's online advertising and explain how ad blockers work on our site oh and what that's gonna, gonna be kill awesome us. that was really i listened in it was great um and then i have a new podcast with walt mossberg called control walt delete um which was featured yesterday on itunes uh and kara swisher has a great podcast called recode decode which everyone loves lena dunham was just on it last week so listen to all that you can see it all at itunes.com slash the verge youtube you can hit us up at vergecast um i am reckless on twitter Dieter's Packlon. I'm at Kirsten Frasina. Yeah, just good luck spelling it. Uh, Lauren is Lauren Good. Chris is with an e. with an e, uh, and Chris is Z Power. That's it. That's Virgecast. Thank you so much for listening. Rock and roll.